the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is Friday night. The final, the final edition of the Andrea K Show, the Friday night edition, anyway. And you know how it, you know how I already know that it's Friday night. It's the end of the week. Is because my producer is in there munching on his. It's already pizza night for him in the booth. <laughs> Between when you saw it, when I ate it, the two pieces, the two slices, already gone, baby. <laughs> Your superpower is to wolf down a meal in 2.3 seconds. You got it, baby. Very well done, because you know that you're my right arm here on uh, the Andrea K. Show every night of the week, 6 to 8 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Always awesome to share this time with you guys. And we got a great... Great lineup tonight of information for you guys. I know you have a lot of options on where you can get your information, your analysis, and hopefully even have a laugh. And so we appreciate that you get to share this time with us tonight. 888-344-1170. That's the number for you guys to call in and weigh in. Any thoughts on Biden's misadventures abroad? If, if the Biden Middle Eastern trip, if it was a Broadway play, it would have already been yanked like Rosie O'Donnell's theater production taboo. I mean, that thing opened and closed on the first night because that's how humiliating and that's how poorly done and poorly acted it was. The only difference is, is this this tour, this theater production is actually supposed to be a, a part of a foreign policy attempt that ultimately with foreign policy, the main goal of foreign policy is to keep the United States safe. And it's clear on the world stage today as we are being mocked by the Saudi Arabians. you feel? Oh, well, not only were we, be, we being mocked by the Saudi Arabians and Biden is, as well as he was comp- publicly dissed by the outgoing prime minister of Israel, who's so evidently incompetent over there and so without any support in Israel, they've already booted him and said, you know what, it's time for government number five and four years to step in. That's how bad it is. So we're going to bring you the highlights on that. We also have to talk about this breaking news. It, it actually broke yesterday, and I was like, I got it was a head scratcher to me. I'm, I'm scratching my head over this whole Secret Service deleted text messages stuff. We're, we're going to get into a little bit of that because, as, as usual, it's not really making sense, at least the way the Democrats are screaming and crying about this story. So I'm going to try to bring some sense to it. When oftentimes there isn't any because it's just about pushing a false narrative and just somehow trying to blame Trump for something. So we're going to get into that topic with you. We've got Bob Walters is back for his Friday education seminar, if you will. He's going to educate you guys on what's happening in education. You think because it's summer that there's nothing happening with their kids? (laughs) They want you to think that, right? So we've got that and more to share with you guys here. And, of course, later on in the show, some of us did our homework assignment brought to us by a caller last night. And some of us get a big 
big fat eye for incomplete. No, baby. When you're a uh, film it, aficionado like uh, no, me, no, 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 I've no, already no. seen it. This was a TV show, a classic TV show. This was not about a movie production. If this had anything, and I've already seen it. If this had anything to do with Top Gun Maverick, you'd be my guy right now. Again, you'd be I've an A plus plus. Okay, let's get into the. Um, did you see anything of the embarrassment that was involved in the Biden administration tour? What's the opposite of a tour de force? What's the opposite of the expression, a tour de force, a tour de failure, a tour de, you know, I, I used to speak French, by the way. You would think I would know the no, answer. I can taste it. <laughs> um, it, it was, we thought it was bad enough yesterday when he first got off the of Air Force One and didn't know where he was and what was supposed to happen next. Literally, it was, okay, now what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to be, keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep walking on the carpet. Okay, literally, that's what the situation was. Then he gave a really embarrassing, rambling speech yesterday in which he talked about how we've got to honor the Holocaust. Yeah, he did that. He tried to do a little bit better. And at least I think there were hopes that he was going to do better um, when they actually took a break in the middle of the speech and said, we're going to have we're going to have to take a little technical break. And when they came back is when Biden shuffling around going, wait a second, I've got a list of reporters here I'm supposed to ask questions of. I want you guys to hear this clip, too. Mr. President, do you want to call on the next question? Um, sure. Uh, I, I was you give a list here. I, uh, Steve Holland of Reuters. Wow. I mean, do you hear that? I mean, he has no idea of where he is and what he's doing. One of the reasons why Israel is so important to us is because their neighbors, the number one state sponsor of terror, teaches their children every day to chant in schools death to America and death to Israel. Their entire goal is to wipe Israel and the United States off the map. They have called us the little and big Satan. Their entire goal is to wipe us and Israel off the map. The entire purpose of them getting nuclear weapons is to do that. I saw on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I, I was in D.C. and I saw Newt Gingrich give a speech at American Enterprise Institute in which he talked about Ahmadinejad. And he said this, this when this man talks all day, every day about his goal being at, in, in Iran and the mullahs about wiping Israel and the United States off the map, why would we not believe them? Why would we not believe them? They're not being figurative. Right. So so we know that this is the enemy we face, and yet this is who the commander-in-chief is. And then let me tell y'all, we talked a lot about the election integrity in the last couple nights and with Congressman Biggs last night. There ain't nobody watching that thinking he got 80 million votes. Because you know what? As much as the Saudi Arabians are mocking him today and saying that he's quite diminished since he took office, actually he's not. He was just this bad when he was in a basement. Um, but before but before he actually even got to Saudi Arabia, um, he actually then, after in, on the heels of talking about how we got to honor the Holocaust, and anybody can have a slip, but when it's every time you're at the microphone, when you can't get through one speech or a part of a speech where you're not having that type of a, of a, of a mental fog breakdown, you have no business even continuing to be at the microphone, let alone be out there in front of our greatest enemies and speaking. So here in which I don't even know how to preface this, you know, Biden always has to it doesn't matter who he's talking to. Right. One of the one of the problems is he has to always act tough and he has to always have to make the story somehow about him. I don't care if he was out somewhere in Nepal having a conversation with some Buddhist monks that haven't seen, you know, humanity and 
500 years, he would somehow have to somehow have to draw a comparison to himself and the monks, right? He actually went so far in trying to appease while at the same time he's trying to pretend that he actually loves our greatest and, and supports our greatest ally, Israel, he's got to appease the Ilhan Omars of the Democrat Party and talking about uh, the Palestinians over there, you know, the people that strap bombs on little kids. He actually went so far as to, <laughs> to compare himself to a Palestinian. <laughs> Y'all got to hear this because I know you're not believing me right now. Skins, please play clip one. I, uh, my background and the background of my family is Irish-American. And uh, we uh, have a, uh, a long history of uh, <laughs> not fundamentally unlike the Palestinian people with uh, Great Britain and their attitude toward Irish Catholics over the years, for 400 years. But uh, First of all, to try to draw a comparison between himself and the Palestinians is so d- disgusting and corrupt. But also, let's talk about the fact that Ireland is a part of the U- U- the UK, the United Kingdom. Palestine is not is is not now, nor has it ever been a state. It is not now, nor has it ever been a part of Israel. And that is for those who don't understand it. And I'm not an expert in the Middle East, but I know enough to know that this was quite frankly a slap in the face. Of Israel now, I I don't know what the prime minister's reaction was to that, but we do know what the outgoing prime minister's reaction was to Joe Biden when he started talking nonsense today about a, a democratic solutions with Iran. The same people that want to wipe wipe Israel and the United States off the map. Let's play a little bit of that exchange. exchange. Skins, please play clip two. There appeared to be a real split over the approach to Iran. Listen to this exchange here. We made it absolutely clear, we will not, let me say it again, we will not allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon. I continue to believe that diplomacy is the best way to achieve this outcome. Words will not stop them, Mr. President. Diplomacy will not stop them. The only way to stop them is to put a credible military threat on the table. Exactly. Either that or choke them out so much with economic sanctions that they're literally starved, like cutting off the blood supply to a tumor. There's only two ways to stop them. And it does not include the Biden administration continuing to pick up the negotiations of the Obama administration that was that was done by John Kerry, in which we were laundering hundreds of millions of dollars to them like thieves in the night, like we were the Sopranos at the Bada Bing, funneling money to them so that they would have the means unchecked without any inspection to build nuclear weapons to do exactly what they've stated is their goal, which is to wipe Israel and the United States off the map. So from there, after all that hashtag winning, as old friend Charlie Sheen used to say, is he even still around? We had him in our dead or alive. He goes from Israel down to Saudi Arabia, and it didn't even get a whole lot better. In fact, the Democrat Party today is already embarrassed by the way he shows up and proceeds to fist bump with the crown prince over there. And I actually posted on my Instagram, thanks to via David J. Harris, who had a phenomenal video of showing when Trump arrived at Saudi Arabia and the welcome that he got, which is a lot of dance and a lot of this and that, because they respect strength. Okay, that's what they respect over there. They don't respect weakness. Versus him today showing up there with the fist bump to beg for oil and gas from at the same time that he's there to beg them 
to give us what we already have in the ground here in the United States, right? The left is putting pressure on him to say, hey, what happened with this this Khashoggi journalist? And how dare you take out the Khashoggi journalist guy, right? Which, you know, it, it's when when you're begging and you've got a hat in hand, you're kind of not that's kind of really not the the time or opportunity to try to bust somebody on their inhumanity. Right. In terms of, you know, inviting this journalist to the to the their Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey and then blowing his head off. Right. Again, pulling a, a Sopranos. Um, so, you know, Biden has to come out and try to act like, you know, tough talk, like, yeah, I confronted him on it. But you know what? The crown prince said he didn't have any per- anything personally to do with it. Like, who thought he did, right? <laughs> like, who was really thinking that the the Saudi prince, Al-Fazal, actually was the one who pulled the trigger? Okay, he's got people for that, okay? Right? Um, so, of course, as soon as Biden leaves, he's getting completely mocked. But he was mocked even before he went over there and should be mocked by everybody in the United States of America who is suffering right now today, unable to fill up their gas tanks and go to work in order to feed their kids. I want you to hear what Steve Scalise, my man from Louisiana, fellow LSU grad, had to say about this trip and the reality of, of his intentions going on over there to Saudi Arabia in the first place. Skins, I believe it's the Scalise clip from last night. Joe Biden said no to American energy. He hasn't said no to all energy. He's okay with foreign countries producing energy at a higher carbon emission, by the way, if you're concerned about carbon footprint. And what's the carbon footprint of the 11,000 plus miles he's flying on Air Force One to go beg Saudis to produce more oil? He Mm -hmm. could save all of that jet fuel. There are no solar panels on Air Force One. It's jet fuel he's using. It's very expensive. Yeah. He's the one who raised these prices. He's the reason we have this record high inflation and he won't reverse course. Absolutely. Spending how much carbon emission, how much money of taxpayers' dollars? What's the currency? What's the going rate in terms of humiliating the United States on the world stage and making us all laughing stocks while you continue uh, to crush our economy? I'm uh, going to quickly go to the phones uh, before I have to Tony t- from t- San t- Diego. Uh, oh, right. Tony from San Diego. Welcome back to the show. I think it's the same, Tony. What's, what's on your mind? Andrea, there was just a couple things I wanted to mention to you. Okay, so the first one, you were talking about Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia, and I on Instagram is one of the social media sites that I'm on, and there was, somebody had posted on there, there was, when number when Trump went to Saudi Arabia, and then Biden's trip, recent trip, and the compare, there was no comparison, and it was really cool because they were doing like a warrior dance, and Trump was like engaged in the warrior dance, it was so cute. And then, you know, sad for Biden, you know, he could barely walk. But the comparison between a warrior and a wimp. You know what? Uh, you know what? It, so disheartening. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm up against a break. I'm going to have to let you go. I actually reposted the video of that onto my Instagram. I got that from <laughs> David J. Harris. And it was in you guys yeah. have to go in and, and have to go to my Instagram at Andrea K. Show or David J. Harris and watch this video to see the level of respect that was given to Donald J. Trump over there versus Joe Biden. Our enemies yep. only respect strength and make no mistake about it. We have a very complicated relationship with Saudi Arabia, um, but that's yep. only because we, we we, you know, in particular, in part because we've had leaders, most importantly, Donald Trump, who knows how to exude like Ronald Reagan peace through strength. Yeah. And, and it was absolutely that video was so telling. Right. Between yeah. uh, between yeah. Biden and Trump. Uh, we got you got 10 seconds, Tony. Anything else you want to say? OK. Yeah. 
Yeah, last thing to election integrity. So how do we reach out to you or your producers to get someone on, on your show who is involved with the election integrity here in California? Well, um, you can just uh, send us an email. You can email me at okay. Andrea at AndreaKshow.com. Uh, email me contact information, and we would love to have them on the show. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Was the Secret Service actually trying to launch a coup on January 6th? Is that what Jamie Raskin from the January 6th committee is trying to assert in regarding the Secret Service, who, who are being accused now of deleting text messages? We're going to talk about that when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. And uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> Excuse me, a terrible headache. And uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I'm sorry too, Andrew. Yeah, you know what? This isn't. I, I'm tired of hearing. I'm at the point where I'm tired of hearing people say this is elder abuse. This shouldn't be happening. I feel sorry for him. He knew he wasn't up to the job. He has no business Remove continuing. Him. He needs to be removed from office. This is we are. We cannot afford another minute of this. And oh, by the way, the irony. He was actually given a speech at the East Jerusalem Hospital, or was it? Maybe that wasn't ironic. Maybe it's like, hey, you know, we got to have him. <laughs> You know, we we need we need we need this is the plan. We got a plan B it. You know, we got to have them at a hospital. Check them in. Yeah, I wonder, did the Secret Service, when they were over there, text message to communicate with each other? I thought I thought Secret Service, and I've, I've been to events where I've seen a lot of Secret Service, they're like communicating with each other via ear... Yeah, earpiece. Earpiece, right? They're not, they're, not, they're not voice texting to each other like a lot of people do. I see driving down the road, they're using voice text. You know, so, so the idea that there is all this hysteria that came out yesterday, that Secret Service, oh my gosh, the Democrats, Secret Service deleted all these text messages that we need first of all i'm like say what other than text messaging maybe the misses in the middle of uh, you know who on a break who, yeah who are they texting to each other <laughs> that's absurd that's insane bob what kind of outlook are you seeing over there right i'm you know, hey um bob we're gonna take potus we're we're on our way to to drive through starbucks on sixth avenue what do you want what yeah what do you want i mean this is insane right and of course secret service is saying look um we are missing some text message communications none of which you're that none of which on the dates you're looking for they did do a device in a change um which was going to pot which they knew in advance would cost them some communication but given the fact that they don't Text messages. I mean, think about think about the absurdity with that. As though we don't have bad guys. The entire point is for them to protect the president, and that communications could be hacked. They got them on earpieces, which even then, you know, there can be, you know, chatter. They've got it. They've got to encrypt it. But still, so um, evidently, the the uh, committee or whoever put in a request for text messages from the Secret Service on January fifth and sixth, and the. Uh, Secret Service Department, who's under Department of Homeland Security, came back and said, "Well, we were we're missing some text messages on those days, but not not during. But um, actually, for the specific time period you want, we actually have the messages that they want on those days. 
Um, what I found most interesting, beyond the fact that they're trying to get text messages that are probably have absolutely no meaning, they already know a lot from the Secret Service about what happened that day. Sure they do. Um, be- because of the movements of the Secret Service. Um, they don't need to know um, anything else, in my opinion. What I found most important that was odd about the story is that the conflicting opinions... Uh, they already know supposedly that Vi- that Vice President Pence was at the Capitol to certify the results. They already know that the Secret Service tried to whisk him away from the scene. So if they already know that, why do they need text messages? Reportedly, much and and one of the, and something that the Democrats are upset about. Reportedly, he says to the Secret Service, "I'm not getting in the car. If I get in that vehicle, you guys are taking me off." And according to the intercept, this article from the intercept and others that had Pence entered the vice presidential limo, he would have been taken to a secure location where he would have been unable to certify the presidential election results. And um, and a congressional official said this, and I quote, people need to understand that if Pence had listened to the Secret Service and fled the Capitol, this could have turned out a whole lot worse. It could have been a successful coup, not just an attempted one. So if they know those details, what do they need any text messages for? They don't. They don't. But here's where it even gets more confusing to me, because Jamie Raskin, who's a member of the Jan 6 committee, who in 2017 tried to get electors from his own state of Maryland at the time for being certified, uh, called Vice, Vice President Pence's refusal, uh, quote, I'm not getting in the car as... He referred, Jamie Raskin referred to Pence's refusal to get into the, in the car as, quote, six most chilling words of this entire thing I've heard so far. So on the one hand, you're you're basically accusing the Secret Service of trying to aid Donald Trump in a coup attempt by by getting Pence out of the Capitol to an undisclosed location so he can't certify the results. And now on the other hand, Jamie Raskin, you're basically accusing Mike Pence of doing something untoward and chilling because he refused to get in the car. Do you understand my confusion? I'm very confused. There's what, What's the story here? I think what they're really trying to do is what they're trying to do is trying to prop up this Casey Hutchinson phony witness who came out and said over and over and over to the effect of to the effect of basically spewing hearsay that was such a game of telephone from so many different people that she had to try to summarize it because she couldn't even clearly. It's like if you told me something, I'd be able to quote it word for word. But evidently, this was such hearsay that she had to basically put her own spin and summary on it. That now they've kind of come out today and said that a D.C. cop can verify that there was a, a, a an ugly exchange, can corroborate an ugly exchange between Trump and the Secret Service on that day. OK, well, fine. Maybe you can corroborate that Donald Trump said to the Secret Service, I'm the president. Take me to the Capitol. But there's nobody who can corroborate something that is physically unable to happen. And that was Donald Trump from the back of the beast to try to choke out, reach across through a plexiglass enclosure to try to choke out a Secret Service agent with one hand and try to grab the wheel with the I other. I got a visual in my head. It's so stupid. So that is my theory as to why they're trying to make uh, something out of nothing with some supposed missing Secret Service tweets, uh, texts, because it's about trying to cast some smoke where there's smoke, there's fire, that the Secret Service was behind and assisting Trump in a, in a coup attempt. 
But look at the inconsistencies. At the same time they're trying to say that, they're also accusing Trump of going against the Secret Service who tried to stop him from going to the Capitol. So from everything that we know, the Secret Service was just trying to do their job that day, and that was protect both the president and the vice president. Going back to the hearsay, Andrea, I mean, remember when we, we would play telephone, as you brought up, as a kid, you would tell one person, someone would tell somebody else, and by the time it gets to person three or four, it sounds nothing like the original story. If that original story was true, they would have brought in the Secret Service agents that were a part of the story and brought them before the committee and the world and put them under oath, and the, the fact that they've chosen not to. And it would be to. done. So this whole, so everybody, and I wasn't even going to talk about the Secret Service story, because I heard it yesterday, and it just didn't make sense to me, and I didn't think there was any there there but i felt like i gotta i gotta share that i don't think there's any there there and here's why this is just more nonsense meant to try to cast dispersions on the secret hey if you want to talk about secret service issues talk about how one of them had to be brought home and sent home early from israel because he clocked a woman in the face in a bar okay you want to talk secret service talk that we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Bob Walters here for his weekly uh, education segment. He's got a course of all kinds of college craziness to go on. And speaking of crazy, what did Jill Biden, what did Dr. Jill Bigot have to say today at a teacher's union? That and more on the Andrea K. Show. So don't go anywhere. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show, Friday night edition. I don't have a call sign. You know, I was going to introduce Bob Walters. We, we know him as call sign Don Quixote. Your call sign is potato, potato skins, I guess. Did we come up with no, a No, that's my on-air name. I think I need something different. Yeah, we got to come. You and I need some, need some call signs. That's the weekend assignment. It is our weekend assignment. Uh, Bob Walters, a.k.a. Don Quixote, joins me now for his Friday night weekly roundup of all things crazy happening in schools and involving kids. Thanks for being with us as usual, Bob. Don Quixote. Do we have Bob? We have Bob. <laughs> come in, Bob. Over. I'm ready. All right, Bob. Well, let's start with uh, Jill Biden coming off the heels of Jill Biden comparing Hispanic people to tacos, to breakfast tacos. Uh, Then she makes her way to a to the AFT, which is a uh, I I think it's a major organization for uh, it's a major teachers union. And um, here's here's an odd comment that she had to make today, Bob. And I want to get your reaction. Skins, please play clip three. And it's what makes you such a powerful leader here at AFT. So thank you for your friendship. Thank you for caring. Thank you for putting this organization first every single day. Bob, I found that odd because it's a teacher's union who's talking about putting the union first every day. Aren't they supposed to put kids first every day? Which is, which is where they and the National Education Association, the other union group, that's where they're at. It's, all, it's about them, not about the students or saving America. It's nothing to do with it. You're absolutely right, because, that, by the way, that uh, the in, in whatever it is, uh, SP or whatever, it was the organization that sent a letter to Merrick Garland to try to, to have parents who speak up at school board meetings declared as domestic terrorism. So Bob's right. This is all about what they do is about putting their organizations first. It's not about the kids. All right, Bob, um, tell us uh, some uh, what's happening out there around the, the country. OK, well, first of all, how about outside the country? New Zealand 
is now one of the first countries outside of America that has uh, agreed to have parents receive the tax money that was set for school use for each of their children. So now they can choose any private or religious school they want. They got full school choice in that country of New Zealand, which is a good, a good step in the right direction. Hopefully more countries will get into it. It is. It's interesting, New Zealand, because right now they're not exactly a free country. They haven't been with all these COVID crackdowns. But at least when it comes to kids and education, they seem to be on the right track in terms of freedom in the form of school choice. You know, we need it. That's still something we need to be pushing hard for in this country. I agree. And you get the Orlando, Orlando, Florida Public Research University is taking steps to remove anti-racist statements from their department websites to conform with the new Stop Woke law in Florida. Oh, good. And that's good. That's part of they got a great governor there who's really been the spearhead getting this battle going. Yeah, so this was the, um, got to refresh my memory here on the Stop Woke Law. This was basically Governor DeSantis saying, if I'm right, that your wokeism is really about pushing racism. What you're calling anti-racism in the form of CRT is really racist because it's, uh, you know, calling out white students as being oppressive, if I understand what's going on here. Yes? That's true. And it's just... uh Everything the liberals accuse us of, they are guilty themselves of, which we'll get into some of that tonight. Good point. It's always projection. Okay. Okay, and you got California Late Start Law takes effect now, will be in in effect this coming semester in August. High schools can't start before 8.30. Right now they start at 7 or 7.30. Middle schools, 8 a.m., and... However, elementary schools beyond that, uh, below that, can get started anytime they want, 6.30, 7, 7.30. I'll tell you what it's a sad sign of. The older the kid, the more they're into their computer and, and mm-hmm. games, video games. So they've got to be up later since they, they, they stay up till midnight playing all these games on the computer. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, this is this is about changing culture. Uh, we're supposed to be parents and the community. If, if you believe in Hillary Clinton's idea that it takes a village to raise a child with the purpose of raising a child or the goal is to prepare them for adulthood. And in a, in, in the adult world, um, work doesn't start when you just decide to roll out of bed because you've been you've been up late on your on your computer all night long. Right. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to hold down a real job somewhere. Most of them start at seven or seven thirty. Yeah. Now, this is the late start. Do we have any uh, any updates on when the school day ends? Uh, no, I don't have that. Just when it begins. They moved it forward or moved it backward about about an hour average for most of the schools. Well, and, and also another thing to point out is how this jacks the parents over, because if you've got, you know, if you've got now, you know, the left doesn't like stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads, right? Everybody's supposed to be working to pay the taxes and they want, they, they don't want it. And also that minimizes the interaction between the parents and child. But think about what this does to the parents now to have to try to accommodate these new hours. Because, you know, the in the old days, high school kids you know, at least a sophomore, junior and beyond were driving. Now there's some new stat that high school kids don't get their driver's license anymore um, until later on in life. So, you know, this can jack the parents up. If the school doesn't start till 830, what do the parents do when they got to be at work at eight? I know. It's really pathetic. It's terrible. 
attitude about driving. When I turned 16, that's the first thing I want to do, go down to DMV and get my license. Right. I mean, I, the the idea, and, and we might need to do some digging on that, Noah, uh, Skins, in terms of trying to figure out what's going on culturally, why so many kids aren't like, but I was the same way, Bob. There's got to be something there, there. I was so I know. excited. I know. Me at 15, I got my, the first thing I did was get my learner's permit at 15, like, you know, the day I turned 15. Um, so this is just... Did you, were you able to find any justification that they gave for this? I mean, any reasoning why? No, none. <laughs> of course, because uh, there really isn't any, is there? Because they, <laughs> they were falling asleep in the school, so therefore they figured, well, let's let the poor big kids sleep in longer since they've stayed up so late at night, and we'll start school later. I guess it never occurred to them that parents could be parents and actually take the devices away from the kids and tell them to go to bed and go to sleep. Right. Never occurred to him. All right. So are we shifting on to college crazies now? Uh, there's a, a new college of St. Joseph the Worker in Arizona. I hadn't heard of that before. Me neither. To the university world. They have three fields of education. One is they offer uh, education and trades for one year. Any student who wants to learn how to do carpentry, electrical, plumbing, or masonry. Hard to believe. Hmm. And they're being, it's free. They're being subsidized by the unions. And then it's aside from that, they have religious education for four years for those who want to be in a religious uh, format. And then they have regular uh, college classes for a Bachelor of Arts. So it's, it's, it's a good, good effort. I love this idea. It's a combination. There's something for everybody. If, you know, you're, if you've got a kid that wants to go and explore the trades, um, then that, that is subsidized. And otherwise, if you, if you want to go into regular college, um, that's afford, that's there. And, it, and the tuition, uh, reading your summary here, looks affordable compared oh, yeah. to what we're seeing sure. in all these other so-called Ivy League institutions. Yeah, it's 15000 for them. And versus the Ivy League, it was more like twenty five or thirty five thousand. Yeah, um, the, I think this is amazing, and it also includes the religious education as well. I've never heard of this College of Saint Joseph the Worker before. Neither. They just started a, a couple of months ago. Any idea um, who's behind this, or do we? It, because it's it's expensive to start a college. Yeah. I wonder who who's the money behind this. I'll do some research and find out. That'd be awesome. Okay. All right, then you got scholarship reserved for students who identify as underrepresented minority has earned Emory University School of Medicine in Atlanta a federal civil rights complaint that accuses the school of racial discrimination, which I think is good news. <laughs> it's, it's sad how Martin Luther King would turn in his grave if he saw how these colleges are behaving and acting uh, in all in the name of, of Ending racism, but they are the most racist organizations that I've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to scratch my head as to why they've got a problem with this. I agree. It's just. It's just crazy. Okay, and this is at Emory in 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 Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Then you got Stanford STEM departments, S T E M STEM departments. That's science. Overrun with DEI directives. Now that's DEI means diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. Uh, this is all on a par with providing students with a world-class education in science, technology, engineering, and math. They even offer a course on culture and diversity and mandate that ideological homogeneity on matters related to DEI, DEI in all classes and discussions. So they've, they've been diluting what used to be their main focus on education for math and engineering and technology, and they've enmeshed it with 
<laughs> with this liberal doc- doctrine so far as uh, uh, diversity and equity. So the new job applicants, in fact, who want to be uh, professors at the school have to prove that they are in agreement with all of this before they can be hired. Well, I don't understand what diversity, equity, inclusion has to do with science, technology, engineering, and math. Nothing. Just like they're calling uh, math is racist now. I guess if you do a good job and try too hard, you must be a white racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't. I, there's this is this is the equivalent of saying a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is racist. That's how much sense this makes. And it just and of course, this is at, at an Ivy League here. We were just talking about this new school in Arizona that's only 15000 a year per tuition. Hey, parents, that's probably a better ed- educational choice for your kid than Stanford, because there's no way I'd want to pop 50 grand a year to have my kids sit in what's supposed to be an engineering class and hear about inclusion, which uh, which let me translate. That means LBGTQ nonsense. Correct. Exactly. We're going to take a break. We come back more with Bob Walters on the other side of the break. It looks like he's got uh, something involving Vice President Pence. So stay tuned for that. And uh, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Rolling along in our final segment here for hour one of tonight's Andrea K. Show, continuing on with our buddy Bob Walters. So, Bob, um, I see here uh, that you're going to share with us something about Mike uh, Mike Pence, former VP Pence. What's he got to do with education these days? Not much, but he was invited to come speak <laughs> okay. to the city of Virginia. And, but a number of the student body groups, left wing, demanded that he not be allowed to come or they're going to do a revolt and, and violence to stop him. But the administration stuck to it and set up the security around the, the event, and it was a success with no violence and no resistance. Well, good. In fact, I hadn't even heard of it. So that's good because, you know, everybody should, there. you know, all, all manner of voices uh, should be heard. And if, and if a college or university invites somebody, and I think that they should be inviting voices from and opinions from all across the spectrum, including your Marxist. You know, we used to have Free Speech Alley at LSU, and we just loved all the crazies and the kooks and everybody with varying opinions coming and speaking. It made it interesting. So that's a good story. Hopefully we're moving towards a direction to where more people of different opinions are being invited to speak. Um, uh, yeah. And you got a, a 2021 survey of 37,000 students in college found that 80% of them felt self-centered, censored for at least some of the time, and 16, 19% said they very often they felt self-centered. Self-censored meant they were afraid of people objecting to what, what they thought or felt, so they just kept the opinions to themselves, didn't want to get in trouble. Well, it's interesting because here I was just saying maybe inviting President, uh, Vice President Pence to speak was a sign of the times that they're going to start allowing opening up more to free speech. And then this article comes along from the L.A. Times and it's like um, they're self-censoring because, you know, they feel like that's, uh, you know, it will. I, how did you put it here? Nearly one fourth of them said it was acceptable to stop troubling campus speeches. Um, with violence. So I guess they're self-censoring because they feel like it will stop violence. And that that's not the solution. I know. It's crazy. There's still a big battle in front of us, despite what resistance is beginning to see around the country. Right. Well, 
Way to go. Yeah, because what happened was it's worked. Uh, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa crowd um, hitting people over the head like Andy No with a cement milkshakes and, um, you know, attacking people where, you know, it's worked. It's silenced people. People are self-censoring and not just in colleges and universities. That's why they're outside and continue to stalk and harass and try to intimidate Supreme Court justices, um, because it's all about trying to suppress political opinions that are in opposition of theirs and what these college kids need to do is start getting and every american needs to start getting some courage yep and speaking up well here's another thing with the teachers union the national education association that the other big major teachers union organization proposes a resolution to officially change mother (laughs) birthing parents in all school (sighs) wow all part of the effort to destroy the, the, the family in America. That's all it is. Well, I think it's even destroyed just basically the nation because if you, if you if you can destroy the family in such a degree to where there is no such thing anymore as male or female, what's left? There there isn't much of anything left. Um, and so uh, 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 we this is another area where we need to be forcefully pushing back and saying this is insane. Every parent needs to be pushing back. Every individual needs to be pushing back. Every adult. And hopefully if I was in high school, I'd be pushing back against this nonsense from my chair. I can tell you that right now. Courage, people. Speak up against this insanity. Uh, what you got last for us? Well, um, let's see. I've got uh, a mother and a daughter are suing Spreckles Union School District in Salinas for transgender coaching of their young daughter who was in the sixth grade last year. The school staff manipulated her into thinking she was bisexual and not a girl. And they told her not to tell her mom. The teachers also admitted that they were spying on students, online searches and listening to eavesdrop discussions to identify those that they could recruit into the school's LGBT club. I don't, I don't know why this focus of these liberals is so strong and destroying men and women and boys and girls versus transsexual and homosexual for all the kids. Well, it's like we just said, it's really ultimately about destroying a nation. It's about tearing apart the fabric of our, uh, of our nation. They've already, they, it started with um, telling people they didn't need to get married. Didn't, you know, um, didn't need fathers in the homes and you could have as many kids as you want and you didn't have to pay for it. That's what society was. This is how you destroy a nation, Bob. This is how you destroy a nation. And particularly, this is why it's been so important you bring into us these education segments every week, because the battle for the future of this country has been through the young minds of of this nation. I know we, we didn't get to everything you wanted to share with us tonight, but, you know, there's we're never going to have enough time to get to all the topics because and that's what people need to understand. It is a full on shock and awe war going on for the hearts and minds of the souls of children around this country and we all got to be pushing back we can't just leave it all to bob walters to do the work for us we got to get active and do it and that includes we the kids.us we the kids.us bob walters thank you so much for being here and all the work that you do thank you keep up the battle thanks hon all right now you guys stick around because we got hour two of the andrea k show on its way Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.